Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. I am so stoked to be here with you today. And for the first time ever, I have one of my best friends on here with me. And this girl, oh my gosh, it's probably going to make me emotional. Um, This girl was my first friend when we moved here to Las Vegas. It was the first time that I moved away from my family. And I grew up in Utah. I lived in Utah for 27 years of my life, California for two years. And then we've been here in Vegas for, for almost two years. Okay. So I lied 26 years in Utah and moving to Vegas was so freaking hard for me. And moving away from my family was so hard for me. And there was so many moments that I would just was like, I chose wrong. I, we made the wrong choice. I need to go home. I need to go back. This is terrible. I hate everything about this. And then I met this human and she was able to, I don't even know if I've ever told her this out loud, but she was, she was just a bright light in a time that just felt so dark and hard. And she's got four littles. She's a mom of twins. And then she's got a son that's the same age as Holland. And then another son that's the same age as my Alila Lou. And we just started getting our kiddos together for playdates all the time. And, um, she is just one of those moms that like, just to give you an example of the type of person that she is. Okay. She knows how to surf. Okay. And she can do pull-ups and she can do like, I don't even know what they're called, but those like kickflip things on skateboards. And she like has this rocking picture of her doing it. She takes her kids to the skate park all the time. Like she goes rock climbing. She's just one of those like bad a women that you're like, I just want to be like you. <laughs> like she's just so, <laughs> so fierce and so authentically her, unapologetically. And she has been just a huge inspiration for me as a person, as a mom, as a, a woman, as, as a wife, as a mother. And so I just really wanted to bring her on today, especially as we're entering the summer, because this mama is just, she is so good at being unapologetically her in whatever, in whatever phase she needs in those times where, you know what, I got to work. Here's an iPad, kiddo. Like you watch that iPad and I got to do some stuff. And she doesn't even like feel guilty about it. Right. Or those other phases where it's like, nope, I'm going to play. And it's time to play and everything else can wait. And she is just the epitome of like living in the moment and letting what matters now matter now. So Miss Shawnee, welcome, 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 welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Bryn. Thanks for all those sweet things you said about me. Of course. I, I seriously, I mean it. You're just you're just a giant of a human and I just freaking adore you. 
Okay. So I remember you telling me a couple weeks ago, like growing up what your mom did with you guys and like your, your goal for every Saturday. What we share that with yeah. you? Yes. Okay. So some background, we grew up in the middle of nowhere in Montana, like our house, we had one neighbor that you could see and that was it. And they were far away still. You could just see their house. Um, and so we really were like more remote than most cabins are today, you know? And so it, so it was just kind of my family there on a mountain. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we really learned to like play with each other. Cause that's basically all we had, <laughs> um, you know, without like, you know, where we, you and I live, we have all the neighborhood kids. So they all go out and they play with the neighborhood kids. Um, but where we lived, it was just my family. So, um, and you're the, how many kids are in your family? There's eight kids and I'm the fifth. So there was a lot of us, <laughs> there was a, there was a good team of kids. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, um, the little background to, um, what you're talking about. Um, so my mom was so good at just playing with us. Um, and so, um, she would say, you know, I feel like a lot of households, they say, okay, Saturday is chore day. Every Saturday, that's when we work, 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 work. And my mom would say, Saturdays are not for chores. Saturdays are for us as a family to play and make memories together. And we loved that. Um, and some of, we have some really great memories as a family playing together. We really, really learned how to play really good together. Um, and so that's what I've tried to do in my house. And it meant, so it didn't mean you just didn't work at all. It meant Monday through Friday, you know, you're going to school, dad's working. Um, you do your chores every day so that on Saturday when dad has work off and we're all home from school, we can all be together and play together, um, and enjoy our time together. So, and I love that. And she like lives that. So her husband doesn't have like the normal, like Monday through Friday, I'm off Saturday, I'm off Sunday type job, but like, I'll reach out to her and I'll like, Hey, do you want to do something X, Y, Z? And she's like, Nope, Chris is working. Chris is off work that day. That's her husband's name. And we're going, and they are like the epitome of like, we don't have any time or like we have some free time. We're going somewhere. We're doing something. We're like living it up and we're going to go visit someone. We're going to go camping. We're going to go X, Y, Z. We're going to like get out of Dodge. <laughs> we're going to make memories. <laughs> and I, I love it. And I, I, and I, I love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I feel like, and I know you've talked about this before, but there's just something about nature that is like super healing, right? And it's so good for all of us just to be outside. Um, and so that's what we try to do. So, I mean, in our house, we have never had a TV the our entire marriage. Um, we recently got a huge projector, which has been super fun for Friday night movie. Um, but we try to super limit like screen time just in order to be more outside. Um, and so I feel like that's worked really good for us because I feel like if I'm having a bad day or the kids are having a bad day, we go outside the day's like magically a hundred times better. Mm -hmm. So totally accurate. Yeah. So we try to spend 
a lot of our time outside. And so that's why we go camping and hiking and climbing and all those things outside so we can be happy. That's mm-hmm. our happy place. Well, and heard like two-year-old guys like he goes to the state park and definitely gives his mama some serious anxiety because he's like braving all all these (laughs) ramps and stuff but he's like two and like slaying his balance bike like going off all these jumps and ramps and stuff and like it's just so cool to me the opera and I remember Holland and her son Finn are the same age and they're like a month they're like two weeks apart and Finn started riding his bike like a two-wheeler at like three-ish mm-hmm. and I was like yeah. what I haven't even like dream- like that hasn't even crossed my mind that I could potentially <laughs> teach-, <laughs> teach this to Holland like what but he was like totally riding a two-wheeler and so I feel like she's just helped me open up because I know I've talked about it before like our kids are so capable we just need to trust them but mm-hmm. she's showed me that not just in the like emotionally capable and like the physically capable, like you can help me wipe up a spill. Like I know you're only two, but you can still help me. Right. But she showed me in like the, oh my gosh, like they can totally ride bikes. They can totally go to the skate park. They can totally, I mean, her, are they seven or eight? They're eight. They're eight. Her eight-year-old twins are like climb Mers. If you like blink, they're at the top of the tree somewhere mm-hmm. or like, like, oh my yeah. gosh, like I, can I think be- all of our kids, they all started rock climbing when they were two. So, which is pretty good so by awesome. now, the eight year olds. <laughs> yeah. They very good. Yeah. <laughs> and her daughter the other day was like, she was like, I have an idea. We should have a competition to see who can climb the highest. And I was like, mm, no, I already know who the winner is. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so funny. So funny. Um, but really, yeah. And I, when we go to their house, like she is, she actually was the reason for those of you who are like, who've been following me for a while, you know, that we actually changed around the layout of our house. And, um, we had, we had the very, very normal layout. Like you walk in the front door. Yay. Here's a sitting room that no one actually sits in, right? Like here's a couple couches that no one ever touches. Okay. And then you walk into the kitchen area and there's like a TV and a couch. And like, this is just our main floor. And it was, it was really her that like, they have a gym in their garage and it's, I mean, it's nothing crazy fancy. It's a couple sets of free weights. And then they've got a pull-up bar above the garage that she like sets up and, and doesn't. Right. But she like works out in her garage, like basically every day. And I was like, I, I work out at home too. Like, why can I, why do I have this entire room dedicated to other people sitting down in my house when no one ever comes in and sits down in my house? Like, why don't I make, like, why am I waiting until I have a mansion to have a home gym? Like I can have a four bedroom, three bathroom house and have a home gym. I just got to like make room for it. Right. And so we changed our front room. We took out the couches. We took down all the like other things. And it is literally like we have a gym in our very front room now. And she was a huge part of like the motivation behind that. And just like, you know what? This is my house. This is what I need and what I want. So guess what? I'm just going to do it. 
And same thing with our room right off our kitchen. We, I wanted to, my kids totally watch TV. We do have a TV. We have two TVs actually. And, uh, but I wanted to be better at not just turning to TV as a crutch, as a like, oh, it's a little too quiet in here. Let's turn on the TV. I just wanted to be more intentional about making time for TV. And I, I knew that having it just off the kitchen like, okay, just watch a movie while I make dinner. You guys are driving me crazy, right? Like <laughs> that was my go-to versus we have a beautiful backyard and we live in a place where the sun is shining nine months out of the year and it's beautiful outside. Three months of the year, it's a little too hot, but yeah, <laughs> not early in the day or late at night and it's okay, right? But I was totally using the TV as my babysitter instead of just like, go outside. You're driving me crazy, right? Go mm-hmm. find a neighbor friend go play, go play, go play, (laughs) right? It was instead, go watch TV, go watch TV, go watch TV. Mm -hmm. And so I changed that. I changed the layout of our main floor and brought our playroom downstairs and put our TV up in our loft. We just switched them around because I would just go to her house and like there, that was exactly the layout of their house. They had like two playrooms basically. And they, their garage is always like, it's a fort, a box fort, or it's a, they put a disco ball in there and now it's a dance party place. And it's like, they don't hardly ever park their cars in their garage, but it's just the place for like box forts and disco balls and dance parties. And then they have like all these toys and you walk into her house and it's not immaculate. It's not like super tidy and super clean. And you can pick up a Cheerio or lick the floor and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not, you know, like super true. <laughs> yeah, like, but that you can tell, you can feel there is life in her home and there is joy in her home and there is laughter and there are memories and there is beauty and there is peace and there is the spirit. And it's just that I'm like, okay, like if I could, if I could choose anything, Like, do I want an immaculate house where I can lick the floors or do I want the spirit in my home where my kids know they're loved, where they have fun with me regularly? And she, yeah, you're just amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. One of my friends the other day actually told me, she's like, I walked past your house the other day. And she's like, I wish so bad that I could have that kind of laughter in my house. She's like, all your doors were closed. And I heard your kids laughing so hard. Cause you guys, we must've been like playing on the stairs or something. I don't know. Cause she heard us. And I was like, Oh, I was like, oh, I'm glad that you heard us laughing. I'm sure. I'm sure we cry just as much too, but, but yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was glad to hear that. Uh, she had heard us just laughing our heads off, having a good time. So will you like yeah. share your secrets with us? Cause I'm like, I just see you and I'm like, you're just this like untouchable, like how, how, so like share, share your secrets. I feel like I really have taken to heart, you know, there's like some poems like dust if you must, but basically, but there's a whole life to live, you know? And I feel like for a lot of women, I hear them talking about them feeling like if their house isn't perfect, if it's not like perfectly clean or perfectly decorated or, you know, kind of this Pinterest perfect, then they feel like they're failing somehow. And 
for me, and I think it's just the way my mom raised us, um, like none of that stuff mattered in our house. Um, and we grew up really poor. And so like, I feel like, and we were in the middle of nowhere, like no one ever came over anyways. It was basically like a cabin. So I feel like none of that stuff mattered to her and it doesn't matter to me. And, and so I feel like we're able to put more focus on the things that really do matter, you, you know, to us the most, which is our children and making happy, fun memories with them. And so, um, yeah, like I, like I'll be doing the dishes. I just started doing the dishes and one of my babies will come up to me, mama, hold you, mama, read you. And so I have just Instead of being like, okay, let me do the dishes first. I just say, okay. And I dry my hands and I leave the sink full of dishes and we go sit and we play or I hold him or I read to him. Um, and so I've just tried to do that and realize it's totally fine if the sink is full of dishes, you know, all day, it's going to be fine because these little people, they need us and they're not going to when they grow up, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, our house was so perfect. And that's what made me happy. Our house was so clean. They're going to grow up and think we played together. You know, we had a good time together. And so I feel like I've just tried to make room for that and let the other stuff go, which for some women, I feel like they feel like if those things aren't perfect, then they feel like they're failing. But I feel like if, you know, I'm not making time for my kids and creating happy memories, then I feel like I'm failing more so than, than the other. I love that. And I, I'll be my, the first to like raise my hand and admit that I totally fall into the, I feel joy and I feel happier when my house is clean. And so it's like a, it's one of those like, okay, but I'm going to fill my cup first. Cause I need yeah, it. And that's totally okay too. And <laughs> I don't have that cup. <laughs> For me, I'm like, I'm fine to be in pure chaos, toys everywhere, the house to mess. It'll eventually get clean. But I know for some people, they're like, I can't relax if it's like, if the sink's full of dishes or if, you know, stuff is all over the place. Um, and so I feel like, I mean, we're each just, just different, you know, we're all wired differently. And so we do what's best for us in our family. But for me, it is definitely to just to remember to set those things aside and to create fun memories and to get outside and to just be together. So for those mamas who are like me, wired like me and who want to be more like you, like how do we rewire ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, train, train yourself well, mess up your whole kitchen and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of, I know a lot of women are like, oh yeah, I just can't go to sleep if there's dishes in the sink. And I'm like, Hmm, I've never had that feeling before. <laughs> oh, I want to be more like you. Oh, that's, so that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a, when you said that about doing the dishes, um, there's a book by Shonda Rhimes called the year of yes. And she, there's, that's one of the chapters that has really stood out to me the most where she talks about like her kids. And when they ask the question, want to play that mm -hmm. the answer 
I mean, and she, she says like, I'm not good at always saying yes, but I'm working on it. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really striving to just, you know what? Yes. And the dishes can wait. And she, in the examples that she shares, she's actually, she's the writer for Grey's Anatomy and like all these really popular TV shows. I'm not a TV show person, but she, she wrote all those TV shows. And, and so she was actually headed. She was in this beautiful floor length ball gown, essentially, um, headed to like an award show of some sort. And her, her daughter was like, mama want to play. And she had like five minutes before she needed to go, but she, you know, obviously like her first instinct was like, no, like, I don't want to mess up my dress. Like (laughs) I can't know, like, no, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. she instead like, yes, yes, I do. And I remember, and I mean, Shana, you can share your two cents on this too, but she said specifically in that book, like our kids really don't need that much time from us, that it's like maybe 10 or 15 minutes and sometimes more if we're like really into it. But like Mm -hmm. after, after 15 ish minutes, they're kind of content to just like go do their own thing. And like, Mm -hmm. and, but I feel like Shawnee, especially she's a beautiful balance of like, she does work. She works from home and she, I mean, she does do her dishes that, I mean, I've seen them use clean stuff. So eventually (laughs) she does, you know, and she, she exercises regularly. She went on a a trip with her mom and sisters to Florida for like a week. And, and then during the pandemic, they went to Hawaii for, oh, you know, and just got like stuck there for 10 months, six months, somewhere awesome. And like, she went surfing on her own every day. Like she is the epitome of like, yes, she does play with her kids, but she is also very good at, she takes care of herself. Like, and I, I watch her and I'm just amazed at like, but she really, she doesn't feel mom guilt. Like I, I look at her face and I'm like, yeah, there's like no sense of guilt there at all. And I think like, the reason and correct me if I'm wrong, but like one of the huge reasons that she doesn't feel that guilt is because she is so present for them when it's time to be. And then when it's time to take care of herself, like it's just mm-hmm. time to take care of myself. And I don't feel any guilt about that. Yep. <laughs> I think you stated that perfectly. Yep. I, I do feel like that is true. Um, yeah, we all need time for ourselves. Um, and so what we like to do is I want to really um, help my kids to be as active as possible, right? And so, and I know you do this too, um, but our kids join us for morning workout. And so, and we usually in Hawaii, so we lived there for nine months and that was kind of our morning routine. We'd all wake up and we'd all do morning workout together and we would do it outside, which we loved um, because the weather was great and it just felt so good to be out there. And so Chris and I and our four kids, we'd all go outside in the driveway and Naya and Nixon and Sawyer and Finn, they'd all start the workout with us. And by the time it ended, Finney and Sawyer would just be the two-year-old and the four-year-old. They'd just be playing, you know, in the grass or whatever next to us. But Naya and Nixon would usually stick to the workout and do the whole thing with us. And they loved it. They'd wake up every day and just, hey, can we do workout? Is it time to do workout? And so like they just grew to love that time together and that time outside. And it was so good for all of us. Um, and I just felt like I was the happy, 
happiest we had ever been in Hawaii. I feel like all of us were. And I think a huge part of that is because we were outside basically all day long, which I know that's not reality for everybody, but it was for us then. And it felt so good. And so, um, I love being outside and I really love to be in nature. And that's kind of my one hard thing with Vegas is when I'm outside here, I sort of still just feel like I'm in the concrete jungle. And so (laughs) it doesn't feel like real outside to me here unless I can get to where there's like some green. And so um, that's why we love Mount Charleston to go up there and just to be out there in the fresh air. But I made a promise to myself when we left Hawaii, moving back to the concrete jungle, I just said like, quit making excuses of why you can't be outside with your kids in Las Vegas. Like you can, and you need to. So just once you move back, just do it. Because I realized like a huge part of why we loved Hawaii so much is that we were just outside so much together. And so since coming back, that's like, I'm still working on that. I still feel like, oh, it's hard to go outside, especially now because it's like getting to be blazing hot outside. But, um, I told myself, just don't make excuses of why you can't be outside together with your children. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I that's the goal for this summer is to just be outside as much as possible. Um, I actually follow this, uh, account on Instagram and it's called a thousand hours outside. Um, and so she was a mom who like, I, I'm super outdoorsy. I always say like, I could live in a tent. Like all I need is a tent and I could just live there for the rest of my life and that'd be fine. But most people aren't like that. And she definitely wasn't like that. She's, she, she, yeah, she's funny. She, she says, she describes herself. She's like, yeah, I'm just a base, your basic overweight mom who just likes to read and stay inside. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and she was like, she realized that there was so much value in being outside and playing. And so she made this goal of a thousand hours outside per year. And so she has like, if you go to her um, Instagram page, she actually has all these cool little, um, sheets you can print off and you color the hours as you go. Um, who is it? What did you say her handle was? It is 1000 hours outside. So 1000, you know, in number form, 1000 hours outside. Um, but yeah, she's so, and then like a big part of her thing, which I totally agree with, um, a big part of why I love playing with my kids and limiting their time being entertained by TV or things like that is because I feel like they learn so much just by playing. Um, and so I want them to be able to play as much as possible. Um, and so, you know, you see when, when I see my four-year-old playing, he has like a little action figure guy and he will lay on his side and play with that little guy for hours. Like, and he is just imagining just different scenes. And I feel like for him to be able to use his imagination like that and plan out all these things that his little guy is going to do. And he ties ropes to him and sends them down these little zip lines tied to chairs and stuff. Like he's learning about the world and learning like, you know, uh, so much while he's playing rather than sitting in front of a TV kind of zoned out all mm-hmm. the time. And so mm-hmm. I feel like if I can get my kids and especially get them outside and learning 
learning about gravity going <laughs> going down big huge ramps like yeah well, better lesson so, than math <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many just important lessons that kids learn through play and so that's why I guess I really push us to be outside and playing as much as possible just so they can learn all that they need to from play yeah and that's that's actually one of the huge philosophies that I had as a kindergarten teacher is really mm-hmm. like when school becomes too structured and too like let's sit and let's learn and whatever mm-hmm. like some of my favorite lessons because I was an early childhood educator so I could have taught anywhere from preschool to third grade but uh, the, my favorite and the most the times that my kids and my students learned the most is when we just had fun together. And Mm -hmm. so like, for example, there was, um, we were learning about the AR blend, right? How AR says R like, like car and far and farm, like when A and R come together in phonics, it says R right. And so we had this like treasure map that um, we pretended to be pirates and are right. And they had to <laughs> yeah. go like the, we printed out all these. And this is just something I found on teachers pay teachers yeah. and whether or not you're a teacher, you can access this, right? Like, um, but it was just on teachers pay teachers. And you like, you printed out all these treasure chests and you put them all over your house or for, all over your you know, classroom when I did this with kindergartners, but I did this with my kids a few weeks ago and we like mm-hmm. printed out these maps and they had little eye patches. Right. And oh, like, and they just like, they were going around finding these words. And then we, Holland is four and he can, he's learning to read. So we sounded out every word and, oh, it's star, star, <laughs> right. It's the word star. And, and we like, Anyways, it was, but it was fun, right? But yeah. it was also teaching something. Yes. And, and there's a book called um, The Doorbell Ring. And it was one of my favorite lessons for third graders was it's, it's teaching the concept of, of division. And it's like just this one kid who grandma made 12 cookies and he's like, sweet, I get 12 cookies, right? And, but then the doorbell ring and one person comes over. So now, okay, we've got 12 cookies and we've got to divide it by two people. How many cookies do we get? Right. And oh, but then the doorbell rang and another friend comes over. So, okay, now 12 cookies divided by three, how many? And we bought, I bought like cookie crisps, just like Mm -hmm. the little, little of cookies. Right. And then like each student got to like, oh, okay. Like, and they, and it was fun, right? We read this yeah. children's book. They, they can relate to that because they love cookies. Yeah. Oh crap, I got to share with my friends, right? Like, but it was still fun. And then at the end, yes, of course, yeah. they got to eat their cookie crisps, right? Yeah. Like, but when we can take learning and make it less like, sit down, what is this flashcard? What yeah. is this equation? Like, yeah. right? Like when we can take not just like school lessons, but just life lessons. Like you're saying like gravity and action figures and zip lines and Mm -hmm. whatever. Like when we can take any sort of lesson and make it fun, like not only is it more fun for our kids, but it's more fun for us. And we want to be involved in it because it's actually engaging instead of Mm -hmm. just like, I hate everything about this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's definitely more memorable. I mean, if you think back to like your childhood memories, it's usually a memory that's tied up with some sort of emotion, whether it was happiness or sadness, 
or joy, you know? Um, and so I feel like if you can teach with that joy, then they're going to remember it better because it has emotion tied to it, which is really good for the mind to remember. It remembers emotions and can go back to that. So yeah, I definitely think that that works. Totally. And I want to go back to one thing that you said earlier about like getting outside, even though it's the concrete jungle. And I remember hearing a quote, um, I have no idea where, but essentially there is no such thing as bad weather. It's uh, just bad preparation when it comes to your clothing. I love it. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, I, like I can see that, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, even if it's a blizzard outside, like, okay, is that, is that different sort of weather? Yeah, it is. But if I'm prepared enough and my clothes are going to keep me warm enough, or mm-hmm. I've got the right tools and the resources, I'll be totally fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know about this, but I know there's like some sort of country it's like Russia or somewhere frigid where they like literally put their newborns outside. They bundle them up like crazy, crazy amounts and they, they let them sleep outside in their, in the frigid freezing temperatures because it helps their lungs develop and helps. Ah. I don't know. Like there was some sort of research, something immune systems. I don't know, but I was like, Whoa, (laughs) like that's dedication. (laughs) Right. But there was one day a few weeks ago, it was maybe a couple months ago now, but it like never rains in Vegas. Like, right. And there was like a huge rainstorm and the like planner in me and the like OCD Bryn was like, no, like we're going inside. We have nap time next and quiet time after that. And then whatever, I'm going to do some work and whatever, like the planner in me was like, but the, the Shawnee in me (laughs) was like, you get home, get your rain boots on, grab an umbrella and go play in the rain. And it was like, okay, like let's do this. And so we got home, we, we put on our, we didn't really have really good like rain stuff, but we had snow stuff. Cause my family, like I said, lives in Utah and we've been sledding with them before. So we like put on all our snow gear, which just so you know, snow gear and rain gear are not quite equivalent, <laughs> but it's the best we had. Right. And, and we just went and jumped in puddles for like 30 minutes. Like it wasn't even that long. And then we got cold and then we came inside and made hot chocolate and, but it was so fun. It was so fun. It. And, and I, I think like truly, if we can just, you know what, even if you live somewhere where it's really rainy, can you go yeah. down those puddles? Even if you live somewhere where it's super snowy, can you get your snow clothes on and go sledding? Can you learn how to ski? Can you learn how to snowboard? Can you make it a family day? Even if your kids only do, right? Like, can you, can you make it, is it going to require a little bit of patience? Is it going to require a little bit of preparation? Can you, can you go outside? Can you build a snowman? Can you like, there are so many ways if we dress well, right. If we prepare ourselves well to go and enjoy the seasons, no matter if it's rainy, if it's hot, if it's snowy, if it's whatever, right. Mm. And trying to embrace my inner Shawnee, Um, my kids and I, we made yesterday, a summer bucket list. And, um, one of them, one of our like ideas is to visit 10 different splash pads in, in the Las Vegas area, right? Like we go to the same three every time, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But to 
okay, one of the things on our summer bucket list is we're going to go to 10. We're going to explore 10 different splash pads, right? And we're going to have a picnic in the mountains and we're going to go hiking 10 times and we're going to go camping three times and we're going to swim with friends five times and we're going to go to a carnival and go to see a parade and whatever, right? Like we just thought of these realistic things that I would get. I mean, I didn't intentionally do this, but if I looked over them, I would guess probably 90% of the things are outside. Um, yeah, but love it, but yeah, I am trying to embrace my inner you. (laughs) (laughs) One thing where we are really different on, and I feel like if we could both mix, we would be the perfect combination, right? Is you are so scheduled and you get a ton done because of that. And I, you know me, I'm super sporadic. If someone's like, oh, hey, you want to go do this? I'm like, yep, let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I basically never have anything on my schedule or agenda for the day, which is what helps me be like, okay, well, let's pack it up. Let's go outside. Let's, you know, let's, let's be sporadic. And when it rains, let's, let's go out there because, you know, we're not super scheduled in my, in my family. Um, but you are, which is great because it really helps you get all the things done that you're working towards, but maybe having a little room in our schedules to, like you said, like, you know what, we can spend this 30 minutes and go jump in these puddles and make this happy memory. And then we can fall right back into our schedule and things will be off by half an hour, but that's okay. So I think just like making room for that kind of stuff, um, is important. One thing, so I feel like I grew up in the ideal like childhood, you know, I had a mother and a father who loved us. And um, so when I look back to my favorite childhood memories, they are the times that I was with playing with my mom, especially Um, like one of my very favorites. I was probably six and my sister was seven. And my mom was jumping on the tramp with us and we were playing little bunny foo-foo <laughs> was singing this song and hopping around the tramp. We're all just jumping. And then all of a sudden, boom, my mom's gone. And we <laughs> were looking around and the tramp ripped and she fell <laughs> through the tramp. <laughs> and she just laughed so hard. Luckily she didn't get hurt, but she was laughing so hard. And we still talk about how funny that was and how awesome it was that, you know, my mom was on the tramp with with us just jumping, you know, and she, I mean, she had eight kids, so she always had a baby, which would have been a good excuse to be like, oh no, I can't, you know, I can't play with you guys. I'm too busy. I have a baby or, and a toddler and maybe two toddlers, you know, but instead she just made time to create super fun memories for us. Um, and so like, I think like, okay, so our kids naturally love to watch TV. Even mine do, maybe even especially mine because I don't let them do it a lot. (laughs) So if I ask them, what should we do today? They're probably going to say, let's watch a show. But when they're grownups and I say, tell me your favorite memory, they're not going to be like, oh, it was that one day where you let us watch three shows in a row, mom. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like that's never going to be the tops for them in their memories. Um, Hopefully they'll look back and say, hey, you know what our favorite memory was, mom? It was that time that we were six years old and you encouraged us and made us believe that we could do something hard. And we went and hiked to the peak of Mount Charleston and we hiked 17 miles in two days when we were only six. 
and we read, we, it was really fun. We were reading um, a book called Banner in the Sky at home. And it's about this boy who's a mountain climber. And so we had been reading that and the timing was perfect. We brought the book with us. And so we hiked the 17 miles over the two days. Um, and so the night, the, the night we camped on the mountain, we got out the book and we read in the tent under the little flashlight and we read and read and read. And then the next day we got up early and we hiked all the way to the summit. And it was just a beautiful day on the top of Mount Charleston here in, in Nevada. And we got out the book and we finished the book and it was super, it was just amazing place to finish our book, our mountain climbing book on the top of a mountain um, with our two little six-year-old twins that had just accomplished something huge that a lot of adults can't do. Um, and so we finished the book and we hiked down and those two were just amazing. They out hiked us the whole day on the whole way down. They were just pretending there were airplanes and Chris and I were just like, Oh, we're so tired, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like you said, and I feel like I do this too. We assume our kids aren't capable of certain things. And I know I've done that so many times with my kids. And then you just push them a little bit and make them believe that they are capable. And then suddenly they are, and it blows your mind. You're like, cause you know, when I think about, could I take a six-year-old to go hike 17 miles? Like the answer is no, like that couldn't happen. Or no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not only did they love it, like it was one of our best memories. And so when I, when we talk about that, all they say is I want to go do that again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if we put that little inspiration and that belief into our children that they can do hard things, they believe it and then they can do it. So, but I definitely have that limiting thing of, oh yeah, it's just, it's just easy to assume they're not capable of certain things when really they are super capable. Yeah. I, I could not agree more. I love so much about what you just said. And I, I remember being on a like call for work one time and we were doing this like life assessment of like, how do you feel in this area of your life? Like financially, spiritually, in your, in your relationship, like in your marriage with your children, with your like wh whatever contributions and like all these different areas. And I've done a million of those quizzes, right? Mm -hmm. Like a million, but for yeah. the first time ever, she asked how are you at being spontaneous? And I was like, eh. <laughs> like big fat F like, oh yeah, my faith is so great. Cause I like go to church every week. It's on the schedule. And I read my scriptures every morning, part of my morning routine. And I pray every day. Like uh, my finances are good. Cause I like, I do 10% of my income towards my debt and towards my tithing and whatever. Like I I'm planned. And then she like got, yes, all these little, yep. Check, 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 check. I'm a rock star. And then like the spontaneous one. And I was like, Oh, and, and then not just being spontaneous but then also hobbies hobbies was the other one that I was like and a big fat f on that oh one. yeah right like unless I can count laundry as a hobby right like but that's not you can hobby. count working you can count working out though I yes you can count working out especially if you're like me and you actually like it you right? love it <laughs> I love it yes and so but that was totally one of those like man alive friend like sure you accomplish a lot of things Yes. Like, I don't want to downplay how awesome you are. You're a great mom. You're doing good things in the world, but could you do better at like 
being spontaneous and having hobbies. And really, I feel like with all the times I've banged the drum about like, fill your cup first and mm-hmm. fill your cup first. That is a way to fill your freaking cup. Yes, definitely. <laughs> to be more spontaneous and to have time, make time, yes. make time, mamas, like make time for your hobbies. And, mm-hmm. and it was totally one of those moments. And that is when I turned to high fitness and I like, I, no one's ever said anything to me, but I can like, just feel it. Like the, wait a minute, like you're a beach body coach, like high fitness is not a part of beach body. Like what in the F are you doing? You're a really a successful beach body coach. Like you're going to shove your business down the toilet by loving and talking about a different form of fitness. Like what in the actual heck are you doing? Right. But it filled, <laughs> it filled my cup. And it brought yeah. me joy and it gave me a hobby and it, it, it not gave gives. I love it. 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 <laughs> if you haven't tried high fitness yet and you love to dance yes. and you love to work out, oh my gosh, you will die. <laughs> um, it's the best. And I'm like secretly kicking myself. Like, why didn't I think of it first? <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. But, um, but really, truly, like if you're someone like me, who's like, seriously, I am just a planner. Like if I'm going to make this happen, like it's got to be on the schedule, literally give yourself the permission to put, be spontaneous on your calendar, like literally time block. (laughs) If you're like me, okay, from three to five, I'm going to be spontaneous. And that is something that I've started doing with my own kids that like, okay, this is when I'm going to work. This is the time that I'm going to work. And this is the time that I am going to stop. And this is the time. And I literally write nothing else in my planner. You guys, you're getting a little sneak peek into my brain. And all it says says is family time. That's it. And it doesn't say like, we're going to go to the park from this time to this time. And then to the library after that. And then we'll visit grandma for 30 minutes and then we'll go grocery shopping. Right. Like that's what I want to do. Like that is what I want to do. But I just, you know what, from two o'clock in the afternoon until seven o'clock at night, it's family time. And it just like allows for those opportunities of, you know what, a neighbor kid just came and knocked on our door and asked if we could play. Yeah. Yes. It allows it to evolve to what it needs to be. Yes, exactly. And it gives that wiggle room for like, somebody wants to go to the park with us. Yes. We'll meet you there in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. My mother-in-law just asked if we could come help her with something. Yes, we can. Right. Or like just really. And I feel like the biggest flaw with me is like, it makes it so like even, and I've literally had this, like my dad will call me and ask me like, Hey, will you do this and this and this for me? Then I'm like, dad, I'm sorry. I can't like, I am booked for today. Like I didn't plan for that, but I will do it tomorrow. And, but it was one of those like aha moments of like, Bryn, seriously, like, come on now, (laughs) (laughs) this thing that you had at that time, does that really need to happen today? Cause your dad like needs his medicine today right? Like, is this thing really that important? And sometimes, you know what? It was like, well, from three to four, I was going to rest. So no, I can't come pick you up and take you to the grocery store. Right. And sometimes it is that like, but I really wanted to rest in that time, you know, like (laughs) what else am I going to recharge? You know? And sometimes it is like a really hard choice. But when I, that was when I really had this huge aha moment of like, okay, sweetheart, like you need to chillax a little bit more. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) So if you need to like have a checklist item of like, was I spontaneous today? And just, you know what? Yes. Yes. I allowed her to be spontaneous. Like, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Chris and I were listening to a parenting book and that was one of the huge things in it. Um, just talking about how we have our children so scheduled from this time to this time you're at school, then you come home, then you do your homework, then you go to your activity, whether it's gymnastics or baseball or whatever you do. And then you come home, you eat dinner, you do your homework, you go to bed. And she was talking about how children who are hyper scheduled like that, are really at a disadvantage because they're missing that opportunity to have that free time, which they need in order to develop and grow the way they need to. Um, And so she talks a lot about that. There was, I can't even remember which book it was, so sorry, but she talked about how one of the children that she was counseling was like a teenage girl. She was maybe 14 and she was really rebelling. And it's because she had like every second of her day planned out for her by her mom of where she was going to be at what time doing exactly the things that were on this schedule. And it wasn't allowing the the child enough time to have her own thoughts and like really become her own self. And so she was struggling. And so that's a lot of what the book talked about is giving your children the time to grow into the people that they are and not hyper scheduling them with busy stuff to be doing all the time. Um, And so I really, I really liked that. And just realizing that a lot of growth and development and learning comes from free time, even getting bored, getting bored is so good for our kids and not just being like, oh, you're bored, watch a show. Oh, you're bored, you know, play on the iPad. Like, oh, you're bored, think of a way to entertain yourself. Let's let's be creative and come up with a game that we can play. You know, I feel like that is very helpful for a child's brain is to learn how to not be bored. (laughs) So I love that. And it reminds me. um, So one of the reasons I actually started this podcast was because of a book called Grace, Not Perfection by Emily Lay. And I read that book and my brain just started reeling with like ideas that I was like, oh my gosh, I needed that message so much. I feel like I need to share it too. And Mm -hmm. so that was a huge part of the reason I started this podcast. And then I literally got her second book, which is called when less becomes more. And my husband was like, are you going to start a Are you going to start a second podcast? (laughs) I'm sure I love that book already. And I've never read it. (laughs) Oh, and it's literally talking exactly about what you just said. Like there's a chapter dedicated to like, our kids are overscheduled and like, And she talked about what you talked about with like your son can play for hours with his one little action figure on the floor. She talked about how they had a phase where they went for, um, they had to live in a tiny little apartment while their house was being renovated or something happened where they had to just live in a tiny little space with, they have three kids. And so their kids only got to bring like a shoebox full of toys and that's it. And she talked about how, you know what, my kids found so many ways to play with the toys that they chose over that three month span. And then when we got home, it almost made me want to get rid of all of the rest of our toys because all of a sudden they were just like, (laughs) yeah, they were just like bombarded with like, okay, I have so much 
to play with that I don't even know what to play with. Or I pull one thing out and I know my children are guilty of this. I pull one thing out for about 3.2 seconds. And then I pull out another thing for 3.2 seconds. And then I pull mm -hmm. out another thing for 3.2 seconds. And now all of a sudden my, the playroom got messy in a, a you know, 9.6 seconds and yeah, they're bored. No one like, played. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're not even playing, they're bored. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So you just pulled out all this stuff to play with that you're not even playing with. And now you're telling me that you're bored and yep. and she I loved I love that book I honestly probably need to read it again okay but I'm gonna I'll, read that yeah um so that was, yes okay that was a huge another huge takeaway from our time living in Hawaii um so we moved over there for a contract job that was for six months we ended up staying for nine months so when we moved across the ocean we just moved in our suitcases so we didn't send a shipping container or any of that so our kids each brought their special blanket, one toy, and one book. And that was it. And then we got there and we found all of these used, like used mattresses and we threw them on the floor. We each had just like maybe five shirts and five shorts and two swimsuits. You know, we really had like super minimal everything. And it made my life so much better and the kids didn't miss any of their things like it was so so amazing um that was one of my favorite parts just having less and realizing how much less stressed i was because we didn't have to spend hours cleaning up the whole house because stuff was all over it it was like oh you grab you each go grab your toy and put it away and then it was like it was done and I didn't worry or fuss about like nice decorations. Like we literally threw mattresses on the floor, nothing on the walls, which was totally fine. And somehow it was like, it just like, I realized that all of the stuff in my house more than anything just makes me anxious. Like <laughs> there's so much to look after, so much to clean up after and just having less truly is having more. And it was like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It was just like, wow, it was, it was amazing. Okay. You're making me want to go like purge my playroom right now. Uh -huh. gets yeah, we got, yeah. <laughs> I know we got home, um, to all back to our house and we had all of this stuff packed away in one bedroom. And I said to Chris, like, we didn't need any of this stuff. Maybe we should just get rid of all of it. Like the entire room, <laughs> but we ended up unpacking it. And now I feel like my house is just full of stuff that we don't need. And so I do regularly go through and purge all of our stuff, but it's just like, it just made me realize like having less truly is more. If you have less, you have more time to play because then you're not spending all your time cleaning um, and trying to take care of your nice stuff, you know? And so, I love that. yeah, I really, I really like that. Uh, that message less definitely is more. Yeah. Um, yeah, we chatted a little bit about hobbies too and having a hobby and filling your cup. And I, you know, I feel like I do have a lot of hobbies. Like I love to mountain bike and skateboard and longboard and basically do anything under the sun outside. <laughs> I love hiking. Um, and Chris and I regularly, and he's the same, he loves all of those things too. And so we make time to do that both with our family and we make time to do that you know, without the family. So we can really get after it and really hike fast. We don't have to hike at the two-year-old's pace, but for <laughs> us, that definitely fills our cup. Um, 
And so, like you said, we do that for ourselves and then we can come home and, you know, spend that time with our, our kids and, and definitely not feel guilty about, you know, taking time for ourselves. And so, yes, I think hobbies are super important, um, you know, to just to get your mental health, <laughs> you know, totally. Well, and I feel like that was this last trip that Blake and I went on in Mexico. That was the first time I really experienced like, and, and this might make me sound like a terrible mom, but I really honestly don't feel like it will, but it was the first time I genuinely never missed my kids. And that doesn't, I didn't just say that I don't love my children. I said, I didn't miss them. AKA I never had the thought, ah, I wish they were here with me right now. Or I wish I was home instead of in this beautiful paradise of Mexico, right? Like I never <laughs> had those thoughts. I never wished they were there with me. And I never wished I was home with them because I knew this is a four day trip that one, I worked hard for two, it's just me and Blake. There's nobody to answer to. We didn't go with anybody else. It's just the two of us. And we haven't done anything like that since our honeymoon almost 10 years ago. Right. And mm -hmm. I never, ever, ever had that thought of like, I wish they were either here with me or I wish I was home with them. And mm -hmm. it was so freeing. And then to come home because I've definitely had those vacations or definitely had those like couples trips or even date night where I'm like, I should just be home. Like, I should just be home with my kids. Like I really shouldn't be there. Like, and it's like three hours with my spouse yeah. or whatever. Like I, but I've definitely played that card on myself of like, I shouldn't be here. I should really just be home right now. And then guess what happens? Like, as soon as I get home, I'm like kicking myself of like, I just want to be back there. Like, yeah. why did I want this again? You know? And and but this time, like in Mexico, because I really allowed myself to be present for four days yes. yeah. when I came home, I didn't wish I was back because while I was in Mexico, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And so then the flip side happened when I came back, I was really ready to be back, you yeah. know, and mm -hmm. it was just I don't even know how to explain it, but I think a huge part of what made that flip for me was a few episodes ago when I interviewed Hannah Olson about like redefining motherhood. And mm -hmm. she talked about like, you are always the mom. Like, even if my mother-in-law is hanging out with them for four days, that doesn't make her their mom. Yeah. She's still their grandma. Is she yep. changing their bums? Yes. But you're yes. still their mom. Is she yeah. feeding them? Yes, but you are still their mom. Is yeah. she tucking them in at night and waking up with them if they wake up in the middle of the night and taking them to preschool and picking them up from preschool? Yes, but she is not their mom. You are. And so it's really like, I'm allowed, I'm still their mom. And this doesn't make me any less of a mom. I'm just their mom who happens to be in another country right now, enjoying amazing time with their dad instead yeah. of doing the mom tasks at home. And so I feel like, like mama, if I can just like hug you and shake you that like, I don't know what it will take for you to be able to grasp that if that's something you struggle with right now, but with everything you have, like fight for that, fight for that feeling of, you know what? I am allowed to be present in the moment that I'm in right now, in my hobby, with my spouse, 
on date night, while I go surfing, while I do my workout, while I go to Mexico for four days, while I go on this work trip, whatever. Like if Mm -hmm. just, if you can find that feeling like, oh my gosh, it's been so freeing. Good. Yes. It's so rejuvenating to, you know, really enjoy those moments. Oh, totally. And then to come back and be ready to like, Yes, I do want to play actually. Take on mom chores again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Totally. So so much yes. And one last thing I wanted to share about um that book when less becomes more and then we can wrap it up. I feel like we could talk forever. But um Emily Lay in that book talks about I feel like so many times in our culture we are always striving for great. We're striving to be excellent. We're striving for our kiddos to get that scholarship to 400 schools because they are academically amazing and amazing at soccer and amazing at football and amazing at dance and they're just amazing and everything, right? But then exactly like Shawnee was saying, like, okay, but uh, when you ask them what their favorite memory was growing up, are they going to say, oh, I loved when you, when I was always away from you at soccer practice? right? Like, or are they going to say, you know, I really loved this time when we went and hiked Mount Charleston. I really loved that one time we spontaneously went camping. I really loved that one time when we just sat on the floor after we made cookies and ate all of them and our tummies hurt, but it was just so fun to do something spontaneous and different, right? Um, But really, she just emphasized the point of like, it's okay to be good. You don't always have to be great. And sometimes good is better than great. And, and that was definitely something that I like, I mean, even me, like I grew up, I, I prided myself and like, I I was on drill team. I was on dance company. I was in musical theater and I was in dance company as well. And, but guess what? There was literally like a week where I didn't see my mom at all, except for she came to see my play. (laughs) And that was the only time I saw and hugged my mom that whole week. And I was a senior in high school, right? Like, and was I a great dancer? Yes, I was. Was I very talented in the things that I did? Yes, I was. Did I see my family ever? No, not really. And I do have some guilt and regret around that, right? So I think if we can help our kids, especially where they don't really understand that, yeah. And if we can help them harness that, like awareness of like, girlfriend, you're allowed to be good at, at whatever it is that you want to be good at, but you don't have to go to 17 hours of dance class. You're, you're allowed to say no. And you're allowed to go to one or two or three hours of dance class a week because you love it and it brings you joy, but you don't need to dedicate 20 hours of your life as a 12 year old to this thing, <laughs> right? So yeah, anyways, and I mean, your kids, like, I don't know if that's a choice that you've made, but none of them, at least as far as I know, are in any sports or anything like that. Right. No, they aren't yet. Is that by choice or just, they have an expressed interest or. Yes, that's by choice. (laughs) We're not quite ready to commit to that many hours of sports. I do think team sports are definitely good for kids. And so we will for sure at some point do it, but for now, we're having too much fun when we have free time to be able to say, okay, let's pack it up. Let's go up into the mountains and let's camp and let's do this and that. And, and maybe I could, 
change my thought and say, you know what, I want to give them that experience of being able to maybe play a team sport. And it's fine if they're going to miss their practice and their games every now and then, because family time trumps everything around here. So, you know, maybe I could make room for both, but so far we've decided that, uh, we're not going to start that quite yet. Well, and I love that. And I love that you didn't say it's a definite no. And you didn't say it's a a definite yes. It's just like a moment by moment. Like right now, this is what we feel good about. Mm -hmm. And in the book that I was just reading untamed, um, this is the last thing I'll share and then we'll really wrap it up. But, um, she talked about how she was like totally the same way that she knew that like, they were never going to commit to like any one sport. And if anybody ever told them like, okay, it's really time to level up and time to commit to 20 hours a week doing this thing that she would like, thanks and give them a smile and a thumbs up and then go sign up for a different sport. Cause she was like, totally yeah. not going to be that mom. Right. But <laughs> then she, there did come a point in her, her, I think she was like 13 or 14 ish that her daughter was just really sad. Like, and she was just really struggling to make friends. And, and that is when she turned inward and listened to her mom intuition and just felt like, you know what, it is time it is time for her to really commit to something, to really be dedicated to something. And that's when she, she signed up for like a club soccer team that was like traveling and hotels and weekends and all the things. But you know, Mm -hmm. at at this point in her daughter's development, she, she knew that this is exactly what she needed to grow to the next level of her as her daughter to, and, and she shared this beautiful experience about how it did. Mm -hmm. It completely transformed that, you know what she needed, she needed that extracurricular activity. She needed the leadership role. She needed the confidence that it brought to her mm-hmm. life. She yeah. And a whole team full of friends and, mm-hmm. and, she, and that's exactly what she needed in that time. So anyways, yeah, so many thoughts, so many thoughts around all of this. And like I said, I feel like this is an area where I really struggle. So I feel like I could just pick your brain for hours. <laughs> But thank you for sharing all of your, you, you're just amazing. So, and before we wrap up, is there anything you want to leave with us? Um, I'll read this poem just because I love it so much. It's the dust. If you must, this is the, the little motto I live by and maybe too much if you've seen my house, (laughs) but it says dust if you must but wouldn't it be better to paint a picture or write a letter bake a cake or plant a seed ponder the difference between want and need dust if you must but there's not much time with rivers to swim and mountains to climb music to hear and books to read friends to cherish and life to lead dust if you must but the world's out there with the sun in your eyes and the wind in your hair a flutter of snow a shower of rain this day will not come round again Dust if you must, but bear in mind, old age will come and it's not always kind. And when you go and go, you must, you yourself will make more dust. Um, And that's by Rose Milligan. I just love that. And that is my motto that I live by. Like there is so much to do and see in this world and so much to experience. So I'm not going to waste my time dusting my blinds. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I just feel like, life is more than just cleaning and cooking and, you know, all of these things that we eventually have to do, but I want to live my life outside swimming the rivers and climbing the mountains and, you know, really experience and experiencing it all. So, yeah. Okay. I, I love that. And I need to like 
print that out and frame it and make it my motto too. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's and one one last piece about Shawnee that I want to share is they she also like when I'm over there and it's I'm picking up my kids because our kids play together a lot or whatever. She's like making paninis on the grill or like chopping up some veggies for some, like she, I mean, sometimes she makes a pretty complicated dinner that I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing and complicated. But like nine times out of 10, when I'm over there and she's making dinner, like they're having mac and cheese or hot or some paninis. And I'm like, girlfriend, like, why do I, why, why can't I think more like you? Because like, I'm totally that like, well, we have to have a side and a veggie and a main dish and it's got to be immaculate <laughs> and we got to sit at the table with placemats and you know it's like let's just we can have hot dogs and and they she also makes healthy snacks and like almost every day when I'm over there they have this like platter that she puts out poop humbers is what her two-year-old <laughs> calls cucumbers like all these like raw veggies and nuts and cheeses that that's just like this veggie snack plate that they munch on all day long so like they're not just you know eating garbage and junk food all day long and calling it a day like she fuels her family she fuels herself with good healthy things the majority of the time but then she also allows herself that grace of like you know what I want to play all day and so I'm not going to worry about starting dinner at this time so that we can have an immaculate dinner and we waste all this sunshine outside right <laughs> like she really that motto that she just said like that is her motto like she really 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 lives true to that and and I just know I want to be more like you. And so I just, I got to let, let the dust collect and let the dishes sit. And <laughs> you know what? It'll, it'll all well, work out. Thank you, Bryn. I felt honored to get to come on your podcast and get to share. And I feel like I definitely, um, can learn from you as well. And your personality type of being a bit, I could be a bit more organized, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm saying, if we could mesh we might be the perfect human. <laughs> well, yeah. And like I said at the beginning, this girl is like one of my best friends. And I really think it is one of those like testimonies to opposites attract because we really, we really do need each other. And like, she has helped me grow into a better version of me. And I don't know if me has you definitely off. have. Yes. You're amazing. <laughs> I, I feel you like inspire me more than I felt her. <laughs> no. Oh, definitely not. Okay. Well, all of my listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. I hope this has inspired you like it has me to just, you know what, let it go and just go play. Go play. So I love you. Go have fun with your kiddos and we'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember, the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.